Today in Science from Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to the Spoken Edition of Wired. Palo Alto Networks has the broadest, most comprehensive cybersecurity for private cloud, public cloud, and SaaS environments because secure clouds are happy clouds. Protect yours today at go.paloaltonetworks.com slash secure clouds. What happens when you train like Nike's two-hour marathon runners? By Ed Caesar. I did it. On Saturday afternoon, a few hours after Eliud Kipchoge ran a stunning historic marathon in 2 hours and 25 seconds in Monza, Italy, narrowly missing his goal of breaking the 2-hour marathon mark for Nike's Breaking 2 initiative, but obliterating the current world record and everybody's idea of what is possible in the sport, I ran a half marathon on the same course in 126.52. My time was more than three minutes beneath my goal of 90 minutes and almost exactly 10 minutes quicker than my personal best for the half marathon, which I set last November in Lancaster, England. After crossing the line, I celebrated by collapsing on the tarmac and closing my eyes for what seemed like a long time. The curious thing is, my initial burst of endorphin-rich joy at finishing the race in a previously unthinkable time has given way to more complicated emotions. Six months ago, I would have thought I would be ecstatic to run so quickly. Back in December, 90 minutes for a half marathon, 13.1 consecutive miles at 6 minutes 51 seconds per mile, seemed impossibly fast. Now, I've not only beaten 90 minutes, I've demolished it. So why did I find myself, hours after the race, in a bland hotel room in central Milan with a tear running down my cheek? Exhaustion is part of the answer, but not all of it. On Saturday, I ran with four friends, all of whom are much more accomplished runners than I. Knox Robinson, a running coach from New York, Mike Doyle, the editor of Canadian Running Magazine, Alex Hutchinson, a writer for an American running magazine, and for the first three or four miles, Bex Gentry, a Nike coach from London who had guided me through the early part of what I took to calling my Breaking 90 training program. None of us had enjoyed perfect preparation. We'd all been up since three in the morning to cover the Breaking 2 attempt and had spent nine hours on our feet, 
subsisting on pastries and too many espressos. Every one of us was tired before the starting hooter blared at 12.45 p.m. We ran behind the same pace car that led Kipchoge. The display mounted on top of the car spat out our split times as we crossed timing mats around the one-and-a-half-mile junior circuit at Monza. We wanted to run at a pace of 4 minutes and 10 seconds per kilometer, or 6 minutes 43 seconds per mile. And that pretty much is how we started. In fact, we went a little quicker than goal pace for a while. But within half an hour, the race got hard. Wearing my new Vaporfly Elite shoes, I enjoyed that cushioned, rocking, downhill feeling they promote. But I began to feel occasional discomfort in my hips and quads. Maybe I was a little tight from work and travel. The weather, meanwhile, was overcast in the mid-60s Fahrenheit when we started, 15 or so degrees hotter than optimal marathon conditions, and with over 70% humidity. It could have been worse. A sunny May afternoon in Italy could have been a furnace, and a sub-90 half-marathon would have been extremely difficult for me in such heat. But still, the temperature didn't make it easy, and I sympathized with Kipchoge having to run in that humidity. There's something invigorating about gulping clean, dry air. At around five miles into the race, rain began to pour, rattling the roofs of the empty stands like coins dropping into a money box. We were all drenched. My shirt began to cling uncomfortably to me. Eventually, I decided I'd be happier shirtless. Puddles began to form on the track. My shoes squelched as water pooled around my toes. Knox made a joke about how this was the perfect weather for a guy from Manchester, where famously it rains more than it shines. But I lost my flow and my split times began to drift dangerously. Knox sensed my discomfort and began to talk to me. Let's just get a little rhythm back here, he said. I tucked in behind Knox, Mike, and Alex, and I tried simultaneously to keep my strides light and forget I was running. It worked. My splits regained their regularity. However, some of the thoughts that crowded my head were overwhelming. I have read that high on mountains in their tents at night, many solo alpinists recall long conversations with lost or imaginary friends. Runners don't generally hallucinate, unless they're irredeemably exhausted, but serious effort in a race can dredge up submerged parts of your psyche. Later on Saturday evening, over a celebratory glass of wine, Mike Doyle told me he experienced similarly crystalline and profound thoughts when he was 20 miles deep and hurting in the Philadelphia Marathon. For instance, after taking a water bottle around an hour into the race, I recalled one of my last training sessions the week before the attempt. I had run laps around a lake near my house, and my four-year-old son Rory had worked as my assistant, gleefully handing me my water bottle as I came around each lap. For the past six months, he's been more excited about what he's called my special race even than I. On Saturday morning, I had choked up as I watched a video my wife had made for me featuring Rory and his baby sister Annabelle wishing me luck. My excuses for failure, the weather, my tiredness, were real. I could explain all that to my wife, who would understand. But the thought of returning home and reporting my failure to Rory was painful. 
more painful than whatever was happening to my own body. Later in the race, a much older memory sprang to me like a mugger. I thought of my oldest brother, Ben, telling me one day in 2006, outside my mother's house in South London, that he thought Dad would have been proud of me. My father, also called Ben, had died in a helicopter accident when I was two years old, and my older brothers were eight and ten. You can perhaps imagine the effect of that tragic event on our family. I don't know why, but on a Formula One racing track in Italy, naked to the waist, heart pounding at 169 beats per minute, legs and lungs urging me to stop, that simple, beautiful memory from more than a decade ago came to sustain me. With less than two laps remaining of my race and my splits still on target, I knew I was going to break 90 minutes. That joyful feeling was accompanied by a moment of serendipity. As we were rounding the curve for our last circuit of the course, the church bells of the Ossatorio San Luigi Gonzaga in Vendano Alambro, a village just outside the track at Monza, began to toll. It was as if God himself were ringing the bell for our final lap. We all broke into broad smiles, and our pace began to quicken. In the final straightaway, encouraged by my pals to leave nothing on the course, to expend every last ounce of energy, I raised my knees and pumped for home. Cheered on by a group of Nike employees and sports scientists, many of whom had not slept in two days, all of whom had worked on breaking two for months, and all should have been sound asleep, I ran my final mile in six minutes and twelve seconds and fell to the ground. Much will be written, not least by me in an upcoming story for Wired, about the science and technical acumen of the Breaking 2 attempt, which my own smaller Breaking 90 effort mirrored. Certainly Kipchoge benefited from advanced and meticulous thinking about shoe design, nutrition, and race structure. I, too, was helped by the Nike team's unobstructive and wise counsel about how and when to train, eat, and rest. Sports science, without doubt, took me to a place I didn't think I could reach. Science, however, can't unlock the magic of running entirely. Kipchoge has qualities that cannot be recorded on a treadmill. Likewise, the effect of running cannot be understood only in numbers. Before I engaged in this project, I already loved professional marathon running as a writer and observer. I spent three years writing a book about it but I have only recently experienced serious running as a participant. As I have done so, I've discovered a sport that I cherish not only for the benefits it's given my body, but for the kinship I've felt with other runners, and most important, the way it has nourished my mind and my soul. Measure that. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.